Hello, this is Pastor Becca Bateman of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become so busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday's sermon, along with a scripture lesson from that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all the diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Our New Testament lesson comes from the Gospel according to Luke. During the past Advent season, we were able to linger with Luke. He's the one who catches details that others either feel aren't that important or they just miss them. But Luke was able to see things and share things. And the story that we are going to read today is one that we only find with Luke. Reading from the second chapter, beginning at verse 41. Now every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was with the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. But when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient. His mother treasured all these things in his heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. And this is the word of the Lord. Pray with me, please. Gracious God, we thank you once again that you call us to be your family. We pray that you will quiet in us every voice but your own during this time, that we would hear your word for each of us. Amen. One of my favorite old movies is the original classic version of Cheaper by the Dozen. It's the story of a family at the turn of the century. They have 12 
children. I think about that. They have 12 children, a dog, all of them living together under the same roof. The best part of the story is that the father is an efficiency expert. And so he has organized everything in the household. Everything is time to perfection, down to the last minute. It's to keep things running smoothly. There's a time to brush your teeth, a time to eat, a time to go to bed. And you stick to the schedule just so things can run smoothly. If you have a family, you know that things never run smoothly, at least not all of the time. And then there's this wonderful scene where a handyman arrives early in the morning, is in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, he witnesses the chaos of 12 children running down the stairs, eating breakfast, grabbing their lunches, and then heading off to school. He's never seen anything like it before in his life. He turns to the dad and he said, are all these kids yours? Or is this some kind of picnic? And the father says, they're all mine and it ain't no picnic. <laughs> the toughest job in life is being a family. It's not always smooth sailing and it's not always a picnic. One of the wonderful things about this story that Luke has shared with us is that Jesus is now 12. He's close to being a teenager. Remember what those years were like for you? Turbulent teenage years is often an apt description. These are part of what are known as the hidden years. We don't know what happened, what was going on between the time Jesus was born and then this time he's 12, going to the Passover in Jerusalem. I wonder, do you think it was always smooth sailing for Mary and Joseph? I mean, the Bible's clear. Jesus was fully divine, but Jesus was also fully human. Does that mean he was fully human like the teenagers you know? Did Mary or Joseph ever have to say to him, did you clean up your room? Did you do your homework? Did you feed the dog? Did you take out the garbage yet? I don't care how tired you are. You're getting out of bed and we're all going to church today. Truly human, truly divine, the mystery of the incarnation. We don't know, as I said, anything about these hidden years. We all wish we did. But there are some stories that are part of the non-canonical literature, which means they didn't make it into the Bible. One is that Joseph 
and Jesus were one day working in the carpenter shop when Joseph, <clears throat> excuse me, cut the board two inches short. That's not a problem. Jesus just touched it and pulled it out to the exact length that was needed. Then there's the story of Mary and Jesus on a nice walk. And they come to a beautiful tree covered with cherries. Mary would like some, but she can't reach them. Not a problem. Jesus just nods and the branches bend and Mary gets to pick the cherries off the tree. Like I said, they didn't make it into the Bible. Only one. There's only one story that made it into the Bible about those hidden years. And it's the story we heard this morning. It's time to take the family on a trip to the Passover. And so they go. They go, they enjoy the Passover, and then they head back home. Now, remember in those days, you didn't have cars, scooters, buses, trains. You had to walk. And so for a practical reason, they would often walk in caravans. It was for safety. There was safety in numbers as they traveled together. And also it gave them time to, to spend some time with each other and have some good fellowship. According to tradition, the women would often leave early in the morning. The men usually slept in and would follow behind. But they went in two groups. Now, I don't know what it's like when you take a family trip. I like to go from A to B. I don't like to stop anywhere between A and B because the trip is to go from A to B. <laughs> My daughter and wife always want to stop at A, B, C, D, and E. Oh look, is that an outlet mall? Oh look, is that Joanne Fabrics over there? Oh look, is that a Nordstrom rack? You might guess, and it's true, that has caused an upset of domestic tranquility when we take a trip together. I don't know how it happened, but the women were on their way, and the men followed. Very normal. And at the end of the day, they would meet up at camp. They meet up. And Mary says to Joseph, how did Jesus do on the walk? And he says, I don't know how he did on the walk. He was with you. And she said, no, he wasn't. We talked about this last night. <laughs> he was with you. And so the Bible says they turn around a day's journey, and it takes them three days to find Jesus. And I just want to pause at that part, and that's as far as we'll go with that part of the story today. 
because there's something here worthy of our attention and our understanding. It was Morgan Roberts who opened this up to me when he said, isn't it interesting that in the Holy Family, a child could get lost, overlooked, left behind? Isn't that quite amazing? He said, isn't it also a good reminder to us that the Holy Family was also an earthly family, which means they lived on earth just like you and me. He said, I'm glad that Luke kept this story for us because it comes as a great comfort to me to know that I do not have to be the perfect father that I don't have to be the perfect family. It comes as a wonderful reminder and comfort that there are no perfect fathers, perfect mothers, no perfect sons and no perfect daughters and no perfect families. Why, even in the holy family, things go imperfect. Just think about that for a moment. Think about your own family. We live in a society with high achievement. We're a success-oriented community in Doylestown. And unfortunately, there are some moms and dads and sons and daughters who, who think they just have to be perfect. They work so hard at wanting everyone to think they are the perfect family. Sometimes parents will even set up false expectations, thinking that everyone thinks they're perfect, so they have to be perfect. And sometimes they place that burden upon themselves and it wears them out. And the same can be true of children growing up in a community like this, where it's expected that everyone is a success, where everyone is perfect. And so they too struggle, wanting to prove that yes, they are perfect. But in the end, we know there are no perfect moms or dads. There aren't any perfect sons or daughters, husbands or wives, brothers or sisters. There just aren't any perfect families. And so I lean on Morgan Roberts for his insight that we can find comfort as part of God's family, that we do not have to be perfect. I have realized I cannot do everything 
I would like for my children. I cannot be everything they would like me to be. I cannot give my children everything that they need or even want. I cannot keep life from hurting my children. I've realized I can't make everything come out even for them in their lives. And so I do take comfort in these stories. I take comfort knowing that as much as I love my children, there is one who loves them even more. As much as I want to care for my children, there is one who cares for them more. As much as I need at times to forgive them and they need to forgive me, there is one who forgives us freely in all things. It's hard for me to believe that I have anyone who loves them so deeply as I love them, but there is. I would lay down my life for my family. And yet I know there is one who already has done it for my family and for your family. Our Lord, Jesus Christ, I don't know what shape your family's in this morning. Maybe it's all smooth sailing. Maybe it just hasn't been a picnic this past week. I don't know. But I do know this. You are part of God's great family. And in this story, we are reminded how Mary pondered all of this in her heart. Remember that also when the baby was born? how she pondered it all in her heart. All of us do the same thing, don't we, with our families. We ponder in our hearts because we love them so much. And so I hope this story brings comfort to you as it does to me. And the story says that they found Jesus. And then they walked home together. Maybe that's what we all need to do. To walk together. To keep loving each other more. Caring for each other more. Forgiving each other more. And just going through life together as a family. I hope that you will ponder all of this in your heart as you go home.
this day to be with your family. Now and forevermore, amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.